2: talking about millions of dollars what would you do if you had a million dollars I'll tell you what I'd do man two chicks at the same time man we're living in a material world and I am a material girl or boy well what about you now what would you do besides two chicks at the same time oh yeah nothing nothing huh I would relax I would sit on my ass all day I would do nothing well you don't need a million dollars to do nothing man take a look at my cousin he's broke don't do
3: if shit. I had him
2: Million, if I had
4: a million dollars. Hello and welcome back Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom I'm Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 81, yeah, 81. As they Futures down 315. Uh, Bitcoin an absolute freefall. It's under 24,000, 23,931. So it was down this weekend. It's down another 3,500 today. Uh, 200 billion wiped off that market over the weekend. Uh, do we have Mr. Greg?
5: Chief.
4: What do you think of this uh this uh carnage here
5: uh planned or yeah planned demolition
4: so I, uh when I
5: say planned I mean nothing unexpected because bitcoin trades what like seventy vowel so
4: uh, this too is unexpected. we're we're down to uh who's gonna pay for the loans level in the bitcoin I think because we there know
6: was some
5: uh Exchange or some product that blew up over the weekend. I think they stopped redeeming uh, tokens or something, I think, called Celsius. That might have something to do with it. Yeah,
4: I don't really know how all these things interact, to be honest with you. Crypto
5: Lenders... They've got 150,000 Bitcoin, I think, and they're insolvent, so maybe they're dumping some of those.
4: Well, isn't... uh, Who are the guys? uh, MicroStrategy? Oh,
5: MicroStrategy's got a bunch, too. They claim... They get... They get a margin called at, I think, 20,000 or 21,000. I so, thought it was 22, you know, but
4: two. we're getting real close. Getting yeah, real close.
5: and they, they announced it to the world when it was trading like 30 something. Or <laughs> why would you do that?
4: Because uh, people were trying to figure out where the. Um, if you know what? You, I don't know how, how I could segue into this, but one day when this uh, crypto started to move forward. Uh, you know, it's been doing this now for a while, and some people I know are getting paid in Bitcoin. I mean, it's just, you know, as sort of somebody buys it. They go on TV and tout the stuff. Uh, explain to me this, Greg, how allegedly, according to FINRA, me being a registered guy, because I, I never ever do this on the air. I mean, you, I mean you've listened, you know I don't. If, if somebody were to call me up, and they're not even my client, according to the bumps at FINRA, um, if I were to, the guy says, what do you think about IBM? Well, I like IBM. Well, maybe I do, maybe I don't. But if I say to him, I like IBM. And all of a sudden, like, years later, stocks down, the guy can claim, I gave him a recommendation, even though I didn't do a trade, I didn't do anything. I didn't make any money on it. Because that that's how far they've pushed this for registered people. Yet you know, all these people on TV represent firms. Most of them do. And the firms are all registered. And the people are all registered, yet, yet all they do is tout whatever it is they bought. I mean, it's, it's freaking scary. I mean, it's a it,
5: play into human nature, right?
4: Yeah, but I mean, how is it that they're okay? How can somebody who buys Bitcoin go on there and tell everybody to go buy it? And, uh, and all of a sudden, <laughs> and there, are I mean, I can, I can, I can tell you by looking at people's sheets now, when, when a pretentious client comes in, what, what station they watch. You know, well,
5: I, mean I would imagine they're you, they're uh, for now they're fine doing that, and in the future they probably won't be because that's just how regulation works here.
4: <laughs> well, but I mean, it's not a question of regulations. It's a question, don't don't these people understand that these guys just bought something or telling somebody else to buy it, just like the banks did before the crash in '29. I mean, all no, they're doing they they're, they're just touts.
5: Is that pump and dump. Is that what? It's
4: well, I don't know if they're dumping, but but I mean the. Anyway, so I, I went back. And I did some I did some research on the the Dutch Tulip Fiasco back in the 1600s, or the hell it was. And uh Greg, it is it is scary. People started. There were no there were no tulips. Evidently, were not native to Holland, so they, I guess they came from Turkey or someplace. And it became a, a big deal to have a few tulips in your place. that showed you had scratch out right. So these things started to go off the chart as everybody wanted one. And uh but it was okay. I mean, when I say okay, people were were paying cash for them. And all of a sudden, they get they get listed on all the exchanges. They had they had actually a couple of exchanges, maybe more than two, back in those days in Holland. And then that wasn't so bad until one day, people figured out that we can borrow money to buy the tools. And it was very shortly thereafter, the whole thing crashed because all of a sudden people have to sell because you got to meet your margin low.
5: Yeah, that kind of looks like uh, Celsius and Luna and, Crypto- and whatever Bitcoin and stable coins that they were promising. Once they start to break and every, all the borrowed money starts to get called uh, in margin, you're in trouble.
4: Well, as so soon as people started finding a way to borrow money to buy this stuff, I go, oh my God, this is going to be the same as the tulip going on and I hope it doesn't, I hope it all go to zero because I know people have this stuff. But uh, I don't, you know, I mean, the, the thing is worth nothing. I mean, I, I'll, I'll well, say that for you. I mean, it's
5: worth 24000 that's something. Well, but I'm the saying... The Club is still up there. But well, with, with
4: the, 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 scr- the scratch value of it is nothing. You, 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 don't, you don't get the blockchain. I mean, if you own the blockchain... It's not, in, you, uh,
5: it's not a income-producing asset.
4: Or is it? does it have a value industrial like gold or silver or something? or corn. You get to the eat terrorist. it. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, the, the the system is terrific, but you don't own the system. Right. You don't own anything. Yeah. Anyway, so so the now, now it's down here and now people I know that have been getting paid in this crap for a long period of time. And the, and the idea is people tell you how, how secure it is. Everybody can trace every transaction on the darn thing. I mean, I don't know that much. I mean, I know Kevin is really into the blockchain stuff. They actually teach classes on it over at uh, Ivy Tech because it's 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 an incredible way of, of moving information from it's better better than anything we have now supposedly at tracking every little piece of uh, broccoli from the field to to your to your fridge right I don't I'm not exactly sure yeah. why but it, but it's a good system but uh, they're trying
5: to do that with pork too I think.
4: Yeah, I mean, well, we've been sort of trying to do it with everything. I mean, with the, we've had the barcodes on stuff for a long time, but I mean, for some reason, blockchain's even better than the barcodes. I don't know why, but you never own that. You I know, mean, all, all you owned was was hope. Plus, if it's a currency, then then it shouldn't go up and down like this, right?
5: I mean, I, I don't. Well, the way they've got the volatility set, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely more volatile than equities, and it's more like a commodity.
4: Yeah. You know, like what is it? It's it's nothing. I mean, it's, it. It wouldn't surprise me at all, given what central banks have done and basically messed up the world currency system. It wouldn't surprise me that somebody like you says, "Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to have a, 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 a we're going to have a pappas. That's what we're going to call the currency, and, and one pappas is equal to a cup of oil or something like that." Right? I mean, it, and and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that wouldn't gain a lot of traction. As as people doing business Can I go well, on TV and pump it, sure, pump it and dump it. You know, uh, there we go. But the point is, you want it. You don't oh, really want it, you don't really want it going up and down. You want you you want it to just be a currency, right? A store of value. Yeah. Do ever think Bitcoin's a store my book, of?
5: Value? It's still only what less than five hundred billion or so, or I don't know what the total market cap. Uh, it, it is. got really not that big.
4: It got up to uh, damn near two trillion, I think. Which is and enough, still, but, but that's enough to
5: Microsoft, or how big is that?
4: Well, that's enough to wrinkle a market.
5: I, mean, I not in it, my book.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, what do you what do you think about you know Apple down four bucks today? What do they have? How many how many how many million shares they have outstanding? A couple hundred million. I mean, that's that's Apple, real money. It,
5: Apple is two point some trillion. So yeah, four percent that's in there. Yeah, I mean I forgot it's, what percentage of the S and P they are, but it's it's large.
4: Yeah, it's a so what uh now the good news on the weekend at least the but
5: apple's volatility is is uh it's a lot lower than bitcoin volatility i mean you can expect bitcoin to move you know 15-20 percent in a month whereas apple i don't know what's the uh i guess i could look it up Oops,
4: I'm well i'm going to uh well i'm going to look and see how many how many shares outstanding apple has I think it's like quite a bit. Uh, the uh I'll do, right, I'll do it right now. I mean, if I, I should know this, but I will. I will in a second. Thanks to the internet that I've gotten like really good at, you know, type of thing. Not very good at all, but
5: uh, yeah. Just say like Apple is twenty-five vol or, or thirty ball. The same thing as the S. They got they got sixteen. You know, that's only you're expected to move ten percent in a month. Right, or less. And we've
4: been that's doing Bitcoin. way more now. Yeah,
5: <laughs> Bitcoin is twenty.
4: Alright, so Apple's got 16 billion shares, um, outstanding, alright, it's, it's the biggest hold at the, at the couple places I do business with, so the stack is down from 180 to 133, so let's see, what is it, 47 dollars, 47 times 16 billion, ouch, that's uh, 752 billion dollars off the stack.
5: Well yeah, Apple, Microsoft, what, Alphabet, Amazon, those those are like fifteen percent of the S and P. Yeah. So if you buy the index fund or whatever and those start moving, those are those are huge movers in your uh SPY or whatever. What's the VOO maybe?
4: Well but the uh what what Tesla's uh five hundred million shares outstanding, right? And the thing's down six hundred bucks. That's a real number.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that, that trades more like Bitcoin.
2: Oh, but yeah, but it's—I it's,
4: mean, you know, these are these are—you you have to assume that an awful lot of people have borrowed money based on this stuff, and uh, and and the margin. I mean, there's got to be if we don't come back today after Friday of last week. I mean, we're—I mean, there's got to be margin calls today.
5: I mean, yeah. So here we go. Tesla market cap, even here, say around 700, right? Even around seven hundred, it's it's uh over seven hundred billion. Yeah, it was, it was it, Tesla, but it was one company. A, but it was
4: a trillion four. It was double.
5: Yeah, so it was three times the size of what Bitcoin is now. So really, if they move this far, okay, it's not surprising to me.
4: Well, I, yeah, I'm not. I happen to know. Uh, not that we, not that we ever have somebody like this on the air. But a lady told me that she. I uh, did a second mortgage for somebody, and the guy put the entire second mortgage into Bitcoin. Guy's seventy-some years old.
5: Oh well, yeah, I guess the question then becomes: Can you stomach the the losses and the gains?
4: Uh, I think the answer so. would be no, because what makes you think? Why, why is he going to stop here? But hey, did you see good news on the weekends Since our two baseball teams suck, you see the Irish, the massive upset. They knocked off. No, uh, they knocked they have- off University of Tennessee. In the super regional, to go to Tennessee's, was like they've been ranked number one, I think, all year. They're, un- they're an unbelievable team. Yeah. They were, they were 25 and five. And, uh,
5: you're talking about baseball, yeah. Reason.
4: But I mean, you should have seen yeah. that the, the, the regional was in Tennessee, in Knoxville. It was 90 some degrees there. The place was mobbed that everybody, the Irish fans had some little spot way the hell out in the upper deck of the outfield. The rest of it was all Tennessee people. It was, it was unreal. And they, they clearly have the better team. I mean, they, they, they've got something like, I think there's seven guys on the team that are going to be number one draft picks. Good for them. And we get in this picture, this, uh, this African American dude, the guy looked like, uh, uh, what was the guy from the Mets? Uh, he, he's like, you know, big tall kid, really, really good. Here's the deal on huh? This is weird, Greg. They said he, uh, was an easy number one draft pick coming out of college. But he named his price and nobody met it. So in baseball, if you're not drafted I mean if you're drafted and you said, Screw it, I'm going to college, the the baseball team that drafts you loses the pick. And you can't be drafted again to your junior after your junior year. Which is which is really kind of weird because in hockey you draft somebody out of juniors or out of college, and the kid goes to college, you retain the rights. He just is playing for you know Michigan or something for four years. And uh, anyway, so there's got to be something in there, but you got to you must be buying insurance on yourself for the, for the next three years, I would guess. There's got to be a policy of some kind.
5: Yeah, aren't those contracts like $5 million or $8 million?
4: Um, it, it, it depends on the person. It, the guy at Notre Dame who hurt his knee in the Ohio State game, he had one where... If he wasn't a number one draft pick, it gave him the difference between the number one and the other spots. But, but here's what I think happened, Greg. Is that it used to be, way back before your time, Notre Dame had a player. uh was his name? Big white kid. He ended up uh, playing like ten, twelve years in the pros. Troy Murphy.
5: Jeff Marja.
4: No, Troy Murphy. Uh, basketball. Okay. And uh, so but he he his parents paid for the I think his insurance is junior. And wouldn't do it his senior year because he got divorced or something. So he had to leave. But since then, I think what they do is the college lends you the money to buy the insurance policy, and then when uh, when you go to the when you go to the pros and you have some dough, they forgive the debt, which means you have to pay income tax now, and you got to pay the income tax out of your pro pro scratcho or something weird like that. Well,
5: I'd, I'd imagine that's the least that the university could do after, <laughs> after providing, uh, I don't know how many years of damage to the bodies.
4: Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just, I'm just saying that's, that's, that's the, I think the, the current way to get around that. So what I, my point is, so, anyway, this kid, he's moving along. They got, the Irish, these guys are getting to run every couple of innings or something. They they barely luck out and these guys are just not exploding on him because they're that good. They've got like two hits, plus they made a couple of crummy mistakes. One guy ran into an out at third base, which he shouldn't have. So their chance to stay even, they kind of blew by a couple of uh dumb plays. And <laughs> it's like the seventh inning, maybe the, maybe the sixth, and uh, this guy's starting to he's getting a little wild, you know, because you know he's pitched a lot of pitches and he's he's the starter. He's still in there. So the one announcer goes, "Yeah, well, do you think we should take uh, like Joe out?" He said, "Oh no, Joe's still better than like anybody in the bullpen." Sure enough, <laughs> the next kid. It's a home run over the right field fence, just a little bit. He barely got around on it, right? So now it's tied. The next kid up whacks one way the hell over the left field also. So, in like three pitches it for the guy said, no, he's still okay. <laughs> he had two home runs. <laughs> it was perfect. I can see you doing that. Ah, leave this guy in there. He's really good. Whack, whack. Boom. <laughs> anyway, oh. Yeah. So then they, they end up beating these guys, going away, which is, I'm saying it. Well, the Irish were, I think they were the last seed in that, in that, uh, and that regional, and these guys were number one. They had no business beating these dudes.
5: Well, but and now they're on their way to the World Series.
4: Yeah, but the, the other thing is, they're 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 playing the game somehow. They've got, I think the guy said they got like twenty some seniors on the Irish team. There's a couple of guys came from other teams. Everybody's got their extra year because of COVID. And uh, and the announcer goes, uh, well, you know, I I actually thought the the team that could possibly beat these guys would have been Notre Dame because all these guys are. They're too old to be intimidated.
5: <laughs> sort of They're playing their last few games of their entire college career. Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah.
4: So what? Happened? So next year, what they get? They get they got, got twenty five freshmen or something. I mean, <laughs> how this thing's working with this transfer portable and the code? We should have been in college playing ball right about now. We'd get like six years out of the deal. It's not a bad deal.
5: I, I would definitely want to be part of the. Uh, NCAA, where they get paid and they can play six years. Because even if you suck, you can still maybe get something and still play in college.
4: Well, if you suck, you, you're more than likely because you're not going to play as a freshman if you suck. Well, relatively, yeah. I mean, you're still better than anybody you and I have ever played against, but the, uh, so you don't play as a freshman. Then you, you hang in there for a while, then you hope you hope you get like, a you know, pandemic year, and then <laughs> you're still playing. Personally, you're 20- my
5: favorite, uh, thing I read over the weekend about, uh, was the Saudi Arabian Golf League or whatever they're doing. Yeah. The, the guy who got last shot 24 over and he got paid like $150,000 for that 24 over.
4: We, we could have done that. Well, maybe not. 48
5: out of 48 uh, in the field and it was uh, somewhere around I think 150000 bucks. This online. this
4: is really strange that the PGA is... I, mean, I think they're giving themselves a real black eye on this. They should just say... Go play if you want to. Just wait for the thing to fold, because it will. But how much money can
5: Uh, you... What would it take to take out the PGA? I mean, it's got to be a lot. What I'm saying is... I want to say almost three times as much as the PGA, but how long can you sustain that?
4: Well, I don't think they had anybody... Allegedly, Greg Norman's a spokesman, right? He was talking about how... You know, people were, yeah, he's in charge. When people were dying to get in, and all of other kind of stuff, evidently they were giving tickets out to people. Anybody that walked down the street, they were giving tickets to. But you know, it's the first tournament. It's like it's like the first football game in a competing league. And you know, I mean, it's it's going to take a while. But I don't I don't know that I don't see why the C- PGA thinks it's such a big contributor. Let some guys go play whatever a couple of weeks if they want, and then let the thing fold. Don't, you know, don't get your your hair all in a bonnet about the thing. I mean, it, my my. My, uh, you know, that would be my thing instead of making a big. They've given these guys more press than they ever would have gotten on their own, right?
5: Oh yeah, the, I think Phil's contract was like two hundred million. DJs might have been a hundred and fifty. Uh, and <laughs> how long can you support those without a TV contract? Uh, you I can mean, su- clearly,
4: you can support it quite a while you if it, if gas stays them. at uh, five ninety a gallon. Where do you think it's coming from? Right. All right. So, what's going on in the commodities world is there the, this inflation is way more than the Fed ever dreamed. It's 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 totally out of control. The number Friday was a shocker. It shouldn't be, and they're not including any of the increases in the in rents and in uh, ho- home prices, which means it's way worse than it even is. What, do you, what what's going on? And I was reading this weekend. They say even now rice is uh, might be next. Are you long rice?
5: You know, we didn't have any big surprises. We had a grain report out from the USDA on Friday. And there wasn't anything that really shocked anybody, so we're still in the same neighborhood as we were a month and a half ago. And we're just kind of waiting to see if if there's any, um, I guess, movement with Ukraine or if there's any weather events here. So weather events here meaning if it gets super dry and we lose some of the crop or if something happens in, in Ukraine or some. Uh, in terms of energy, you know, but any pipelines or, or deals they do over there. So,
4: What does uh, 100 degree heat right now do for the crops, good or bad? <laughs>
5: well, again, what are the farmers expecting? So you can kind of, you can kind of prepare, but if the weather stays bad for, you know, a week or so, you'll start to see uh, effects on the yields and right now with Say crops being pretty high. If you get a squeeze on the crops, you know, and we're trading, you, know, you could see maybe a, I want to say, twenty percent spike in the beans, maybe thirty in corn. Either way, so if we get, if well, we get some it, great news, um, yeah, well, I, if I, it's a hundred, corn and the beans could move twenty percent or twenty-five percent either way.
4: Well, if you get if it's a hundred degrees and you still get some rain at night, you're okay, right? Yeah. It's just it's just if you get rain during the day, it's not so good because then it, then it burns everything, right? Or if it you don't get right. any rain, then you're then you're totally screwed.
5: Yeah, and what you what you see in like the say Amarillo all the way up um is the drought conditions and when when you have just a prolonged drought, then your yields obviously are sometimes it doesn't even come up and you just ditch the whole plan but once everything's in the ground like uh, we we had a very fortunate couple past few weeks in the i states and even even up into a little bit of minnesota you know they got everything in and now we're kind of waiting on weather and seeing uh if anything can surprise us that way
4: um with the the, the prices are already high enough to cause problems in a lot of parts of the world I'm thinking
5: oh definitely but that doesn't mean they can't go you know 20 percent higher in in the manner of just oh, like that, they did last time and, that and that ha- that's what the the options are pricing right now so
4: well that happy thought uh we'll talk, we'll talk to you later but take care if <laughs> futures down 88 as if out 345 be right back mr, Joel and Cannon.
2: Thanks, mr. John and counted how much Flanagan. confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting edge tactics you don't already know.
0: Eight eight one zero, or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona.
7: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and good inventory, make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at AudreyJohnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks,
4: jocks, and jar. stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now. Right here,
8: right now. Right now. right now.
4: Hello, I'm Jackson, Jackson. I'm Tomorrow, Matt Burn on the board. SP futures down 87. This is pretty ugly this morning. There's no other way to describe it. NASDAQ futures down 337. We've got the Dow down 556. Ouch. So the biggest percentage mover is the, is the NASDAQ down uh, 3%. I don't have any stock in the Dow up. Uh, the biggest ones down are American Express down 442. I got uh, Chevron down 428. Even oil's down this morning. OpenStacks down seven, Home Depot down five. Uh so you 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 get the picture. Uh Apple down four, uh Tesla's down a bunch here too. Tesla's down twenty-six under seven hundred hours again, six sixty-nine. Uh NVIDIA, down eight fifty one, one sixty one, twenty-three. The old low in the Q's was two hundred eighty-two, I guess. Now we're two eighty sixty. That was a few weeks ago. So it doesn't hold the old low. I don't the technical guys aren't gonna like it. Uh, me not being a technical guy, but those guys aren't gonna like it. Over in Europe we've got Dax down two sixty three that's two percent. Putsi down one twenty one only one point seven percent. Kakaron down one thirty nine, two point two percent. Asia kind of a carnage over here too. Nikkei down eight thirty six, that's three percent. Shanghai only down 09 percent, twenty nine points. Hang Seng though down seven thirty eight, three point four percent. Uh South Korea more than three percent too, so they're all they're all heading that direction. Plus Friday was no bargain. Uh, Dow was down 880. That's 2.7%. S&P's down 117. Nasdaq down 414. So Friday basically sucked too. Uh, bonds. Uh, up 9 basis points, 3.25. The Bund. Up 9 basis points, 1.59. So it's getting up there. But he's, in the central bank there owns all those bonds at negative interest rate. They gotta be taking a bath on those things. Uh, Japan. Up, up, 3 basis points to 2.29. It's the first time those guys have moved in a while. Oil. Everyone else down 208, 118.59, Brent down 196, 120.05, natural gas down 21 cents, 863. Arbob down a whole dime, 407. So maybe there was a little relief at the pump. I think I paid 485. Uh gold, even gold is down a big day on Friday. Not today, down 1560, 18.59, silver down 43 cents, 21.50, copper down 9 cents, 420. And crypto, big story here, crypto, Bitcoin 23,686, it's down 3,800, it's actually down way more than that from Friday morning, because it was 30,000 Friday morning, traded all weekend, every day down, so $200 billion wiped off the crypto market over the weekend, ouch on that. Uh, so what do you think, Matt? Even your, even your car is probably down 10% this morning.
1: Yeah, Mike, uh, well, it's a different car this morning, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's not doing, either. last week I had all that, uh, bird droppings in my car, so yeah, it, it was feeling pretty down. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, good morning, it is 6.30, ooh, just thir- 6.36 a.m. on Monday, June 13th, 2022. Let's get you into sports real quick. Uh, the MLB, yesterday, Cubs lose to Yankees, 4-18. White Sox defeated by Rangers six to eight, and Diamondbacks beat down Phillies thirteen to one. Uh, in the NBA tonight, Game Five of Finals: Celtics at G- Golden State Warriors, eight p.m. Central Time. Uh, that's uh, that's the place to get it. Uh, ABC uh, for weather currently in Chicago: mostly cloudy, fifty-nine degrees. A, a heat advisory in effect for later in the day for a high of ninety-two degrees. Wow, and a low of fifty-eight throughout the day. Uh, in Phoenix, mostly cloudy, eighty-seven degrees currently. Uh they got an excessive heat advisory, that's a high of one hundred and thirteen degrees, putting us to shame, uh, and a low of eighty-seven. Now for traffic in Chicago, traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road and Austin Boulevard, traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and I-94 East, traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between thirty fifth Street and the Jane Byrne Interchange, and finally traffic northbound on Stevenson between Route one seventy one and South Lasky Road. That's all we got, Chief, back to you.
4: Do we have Mr. Flanagan? and B, Tom. Good morning. Are uh, you all ready for 100-degree uh, heat the next two days? Yep, I think so.
3: <laughs> Yikes.
6: Not happy about
4: it, but... Uh. <laughs> no, God, remember that awful summer we had where all those people died? I mean, what was that, like, 97 or 98? I was still on the summer board. 95, yeah. It was, uh, it was bad. And uh, Remember, I uh, know we had a summer we had such a drought, we played softball. Not that anybody cares, but mosquitoes loved me. That entire summer I didn't get a bite. But What year was that? I mean, the... We would go play at Horner Park in the fields. I they must have had a reseed. The grass, you know, grass can go dormant and it doesn't, you know, it gets brown and comes right back. Well, that that grass was broken. Just <laughs> the play, It didn't rain for like what forty five days or something. It was some huge number. I hope we don't have to do that again. Last thing we need is like a dust bowl or something like we they did during the depression, right?
6: What, oh, just, the heat I can kind of manage for spells, but drought, you know, long term drought—that's a frightening proposition.
4: Well, you look at the, the parts out west, boy, who were damn that whole area? I mean, there, there's nothing. And, uh, you really wonder. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's been that way like before, but it seems more, a little more permanent this time. And, uh, stuff seems to have shifted in areas, doesn't it? I mean, they're saying that the, uh, the rain that used to hit there once in a while, like a Pacific monsoon that would really fill all those reservoirs up, they're all going north now. There hasn't been one in that spot in ages. Uh, yeah. And it's just crazy what do you it? I don't I uh just because John we've been I have been unfortunately predicting something like this going to happen to the market and the crypto stuff it doesn't make it any better I mean if you see somebody using the wrong bolts putting a bridge together and you try and say you're using the wrong bolts you really don't feel vindicated when the bridge falls on somebody's head do you? Right. some people maybe would but there's I don't there's no winner
6: at that point being, being um, right and not being you know followed it's like Cassandra, the Trojan warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <it's>,
4: uh, <laughs> but I mean, you've been on show long enough. That, I mean, a lot of stuff is obvious. If you want to look, that you know, too much money in the system, we're going to get inflation if we don't watch out. Then we do. A lot of people get hurt, and all of a sudden, when the people get hurt, they start complaining, and in the, which they should. And all of a sudden, you see all this inequity going on and 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 the inflation's going out of hand and people are getting 5% raises or seeing stuff going up 25%. It's brutal, John. We saw this when we were younger. And here it is all over again. I, n- I never dreamed that, that we'd, have, we'd, have, we'd have another set of morons in Washington to let it happen again.
6: When it's that Well, yeah, memory. you could use the word crooks perhaps, well. too. But um, the thing is, there have been a lot of winners in the last two years. Oh, yeah. You know, n- not too many people that I know... Um, who actually made out really well, but um, it's it's kind of like well when you get winners like that, there are always going to be losers, and it they probably won't be happening simultaneously, but it will happen down the road. And I think this is what we've set ourselves up for, and there's nobody with any kind of escape hatch for any of this that I hear about. Um, everybody is you know trying not to put any tone of panic in their voice about it. Um, But it's clearly there, and the average person is kind of way ahead of the curve on this because they've seen this happening for a while now. And um, nobody has been, you know, wringing their hands about it too much until just recently, and it's too little too late.
4: Well, you all know, and I think most people, even though you have a period which we've had an unprecedented time from 2008 till today, with the market just pretty much going up the whole time, and we've had... We've had pretty good corrections. I mean, don't get me wrong. But every one of them was just that. And at the end of the day, the, the derision people would give you of being the chump that sold out when it always comes back and blah, blah, blah. And the fact is, and someday, sometimes, that doesn't happen. It goes down and it just stays down. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we can end up today here up, you know, for all I know. But because we've, we've been doing that for a while. But someplace, somewhere, you know, the touts don't just come on. And some people you know these these managers of some of these companies that that blow these prices way up, they start buying some of the shares back, even though they' never made any money then these guys take their stock options and they walk away with, with several billion dollars and a company uh is worth nothing i mean they, they sit there and you go what what are they worth i mean there's a there's a big difference between you know God, how many times I've had to say this, there's a big difference between liking a company and liking where it's priced and thinking that that's and take for instance, it was down twenty six bucks. And I don't know what it's doing this morning. I'll take a quick look. uh, DocuSign, uh those guys were down on earnings Friday, twenty six bucks. Well, today they're down like another three seventy five. I I think they've revolutionized a lot of stuff and made it a lot easier for people to do business. That doesn't mean it's worth ninety billion dollars. I mean, I don't know what the market right. cap is, but there's, there's a difference, <laughs> right? If that works and the business is going to make. You know, fifty million a year, and they're going to pay out this kind of a dividend. It should be priced appropriately, not not like you know. This is a oh my god, people are always going to be home, and one of these days they're going to charge you you know forty bucks a signature and forty times ninety million million per day. I mean, I saw saw that happen in two thousand. You you just can't do that. I mean, and in fact, one or two of the companies out of the twenty that you're talking about might actually get there, but not, not all 20 because the GDP is going to have to quadruple to get there, right?
6: Right. The, the innovation is worth a lot at the beginning because it transforms the businesses that it's targeting. So, you know, you can save a lot of money if you can do this stuff electronically and you've now got technology to support it and, you know, it speeds everything up. But But once that becomes a given, you know, this is the way everything gets done pretty much. there there isn't any great return to be made by having that product anymore.
4: Well, no, it just turns into a real nice company.
6: Right, right. But its it's, it's, importance or its it's value has just really kind of gone away because now it is is not something that's particularly special anymore and it isn't like you have to keep renewing it or something. Uh, It's not not some form of energy or anything. So I think that the, the market adapts to it it, it transforms all the other businesses affected by it, and you know, here you are with with a product that really you know made a splash some time ago, but there's no splash value anymore.
4: Well, I mean, it comes down to a really nice company run well, making money, and you want to own it, but you know, at a, at a real price. I nothing, mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's 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 the whole. That's what it's all based on. You know, with this hype that God, we can make like you know fifty billion on, on signatures, really. I mean, it was you know, yeah. like,
6: like like Peloton, yeah. You know. Not a growth potential of the wazoo. I mean, just, yeah, it's just just a, going to keep making strides the way it did. So,
4: I mean, and they might get into other stuff, and they might grow. I mean, it's I'm not I'm not saying they don't, but but I mean, uh,
6: you
4: know, Peloton, okay, nice company, appears to be nice stuff. Uh People when they were home wanted to subscribe, but really, every single house, how many how many, how many bikes can you sell? I mean, it, let's pick a number say it's just going to be a nice company and they're going to make money and I'm sure they'll do something else and people like engaging with people when they work out, I guess. It's a great idea, but let's be real. Is all I'm saying, right?
6: And you can see it in their advertising campaign, which I've, I've detected a real shift in just the, the television advertising. And I, I get a whiff of desperation in it now, as, as probably as there should be, because I think they have peaked. I, I, just, I don't think there's much more of the market that they can invade or, or grab onto, um, and unfortunately, it's you know been perceived as something that had endless growth potential. I never, I never got that part of it at all. I just thought this was a very small part of the exercise or fitness market that it was going after, and I thought once you reach that market, there isn't anybody else who's going to be you know banging on the doors to get in. So,
4: remember the uh, uh, Matt's too young. Remember the Nordic track. Oh, yeah, I have one. <laughs> oh, God. Don't tell me you got one of those things. Yeah, every, everybody, everybody in the trading floor had them. I didn't have one, but they, the guys were convinced that no other thing ever ever made could end up with more clothes on it than a Nordic tray. It was perfect. You could hang stuff. <laughs> you could throw stuff over. So, so by the end of about a month, people had their entire wardrobe draped over the Nordic trade.
6: It's like a compact clothes dryer. You know? Oh yeah, it was like, it was like another closet. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a great product, believe me. And I do use it, but it does isn't like I use it the way I expected to use it, or <laughs> as often as I expected to use well,
4: it. Didn't they run into a problem because they were they were causing damage to people's Achilles tendons or something?
6: Yeah, yeah. There was some kind of, um, I, I was in the inclined, you know, feature or whatever, but. um, yeah, there's always you know, the potential real hazard in all this kind of equipment that's automated, and they could just run away with you. You don't understand it or sitting on it. So.
4: well, I think every one of those things. I mean, not that I was. Well, I used to be pretty athletic actually, but any one of those things that only exercises one part of the body, boy, trying to do something else, you're unbalanced pretty bad. Yeah, right,
6: right.
4: The uh, <laughs> so so, John, what do you make of the the, uh, the CPI thing on Friday? I mean, we I mean, you heard kind of go oh. through a little bit with Carl, but I have it up here again, and it's uh, just as a way of review. That's what kind of started this whole mess. We had, last week we actually had a couple up days where, where people were thinking that this number might come in a little tame, and then uh, the Fed would probably lay off after this week. Like at this week, and then they got July, and there's now one to September. So everybody was kind of getting in the mood where half a point this month, half a point next month, and then maybe a wait and see. And if it cooled off, there'd be like no more before the election and they'd kind of top out at two or wherever the hell they are now. I think they're at one now, right? And, uh, maybe it's one and a quarter anyway, but, uh, but the interest rates are continuing to run up and, uh, which is, you know, which is a problem. We're up to the 10 year is, uh, 3.1, uh, well, three, almost 3.2. The three year is almost as much as the 10 year. And you ask yourself, if, in, if, in, if inflation is this high, why would you give, why would you give your money to anybody under the inflation rate? Right. I mean, it's uh. mean, people ask the question, well, if you think it's if you think the Fed's going to get their act back together and get everything back in, in you know, in, in the in the envelope, you might say that the ten year, the thirty year rate, or the ten year rate, is not going to go up too much higher. But one thing you know for sure is that in the next year or two, you're going to have inflation. So the idea of of me giving Matt Byrne, you know, ten thousand bucks, and have him give me, you know, ten thousand two hundred back at the end of two years. That's not cutting it, right? Because been the ten thousand is worth eight thousand two years from now, right? At ten percent inflation, which we pretty much have. But just as the numbers, the unadjusted number April and May monthly was one point two, right? Or one point one. Sorry, the adjusted number is one point one point zero. I don't know what the God's name they're adjusting, but. But for those of you who don't have a calculator, if you, if you need one, 1.1 times 12 is 13.2. So they're saying the year over year is 8.6. Don't believe that number. As of last, so the last three months are 1.1, uh, and I'm not gonna give you two adjusted numbers. The last, uh, three months are 1.1 plus .3 uh, was made in April. I don't really got that number. Uh, but th- they did. All right, so 1.1 plus .3 plus another 1, which actually was uh, 1.2, I'm sorry, 1.2. All right, so we're talking, uh, uh, 2.6 for 3 months, so times 4. We're talking to 10.4 if you, if you expand on the last. So whatever it is, it's somewhere between 8.6 and 13, I'm saying 10.611. That's probably the real number here. But then again, you've got to duck in there and you've got to say, well, what are these, what are these guys doing with the housing number? And this is, you know, this is, we're going to have Nancy and Audrey at the end of the, sh- of the last half hour. But, uh, you know, what, what are we doing with this number? Cause I've got, uh, we talked about it Friday a little bit. I mean, every, everybody knows, okay, sure, 21% home, home prices on homes going up, 40% mortgage rate increases, and these guys have, owner's equivalent rent of primary residence up five five percent when it really should be what up thirty yeah. then i mean who's kidding who
6: right and those numbers are leveled off because they are averages, <laughs> and they they really don't speak to the differences in geography or different levels of rent scale you know how how much you know, in a in a luxury market um I'd like to know you know, how those rents can just take the rents, forget about home prices, but take, take the rents in a segment of of the real estate market and see what has happened to it, separate from, you know, the other segment of the real estate market, and I think you're, you're looking at a, a, a terrible impact for the people at the lower end of the renting scale, the ones who don't have a lot of money to get a security deposit together and to pay a monthly nut. It, 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 this is kind of what the numbers do not tell you, bad as they are. I don't, I don't think it's nearly accurate enough to give you a true picture.
4: Well, the, the rent of primary residence is up 5.2% year over year. It's just plain out rent. That's not your own home or anything, which is absurd. Then they got lodging away from home is up 19.3%. I think rent should be the same number. Also, right. Or else we should all lodge away. We should, nobody should lodge away from home. Better stay home, Right.
6: And you can't tell me that those rent numbers speak to the things we've talked about on this program, where you've got skyrocketing real estate taxes and all the costs associated with moratoriums on rent and mortgage foreclosures, where where people have been struggling to to get back to some level playing field after two years of having everything pulled out from under them. You, You can't tell me that the increases that people are continuing to, to force on um, tenants and on, um, you know, businesses isn't figured in those, in those numbers. It can't be. That, 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 to me, just doesn't make any sense at all. Well, Honestly, it doesn't
4: make any sense. Other lodging away from home, including hotels and motels, is up 22%. And yet, we're supposed to believe that... Uh, what
6: would you say, 100% town? I mean, I, I got it. Yeah. We're looking at a doubling, I think, in... in
4: Tenants and household insurance is down 0.4%. Is anything down? My, my insurance isn't down. No. I
6: mean, what, what are we- services? You know, just, I mean, I, 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 you'd have to look pretty pretty long and pretty far to find something that's got a, a good cast to it in this kind of a climate. And it isn't the sort of thing that's got a, you know, enough to make a difference to most people.
4: Well, Jen, I think if we are going to do this correctly, and I... I I honestly do as much as I. It sounds like I'm criticizing only because I am. Uh This is a thankless job. The uh the putting together the CPI because you you want to try and make it so the numbers today have some sort of relevance to what they did in 1980, or else it's kind of useless, right? Yet, how exactly do you do that when you have new things that are being introduced that are all of a sudden charging, you know, for people and. And now you gotta sort of get them into the, into the basket, but then what, what do you do when they get in there? I mean, it, it's not, it's not as an easy deal, but it, like I think that one of the, the themes kind of of the, of the show lately has been as we criticize governments or whatever. And Kevin was very articulate with this, uh, seminar he just went to. I don't know if he was listening to that on Friday. Uh, yeah. the, it was, it was about trying to judge how well you're doing and, and adjusting as you go, now well, clearly, Chicago public schools needs some work on this. Uh, you know, if, if you're if you're teaching everybody this way, at the end of the year, you have to identify. Okay, the, the people who I'm paraphrasing a little bit because Kevin said it eloquently, the people who are uh, single and have three kids at home, maybe you could be doing it better for them to get a better outcome. Maybe, but maybe the other some other people who are you know. Maybe not even working during the day and taking classes at night, you're doing it just right for them. It's not a question of, of trying to discriminate and trying to figure out, it's trying to make sure that you, that you, uh, whatever adjustments you can make to reach as many different people in different walks of life, you can do, you have to constantly be trying to do that. I don't, I don't know that the, that, that that's targeting or whatever it is, and it's just trying to be effective in my mind. So, I mean, I think somewhere along the line, you know, our, our, whether we're the left or the right on the show, and we have both, we're to say one of the biggest flaws we have is at the end of a three- or, f- or five-year plan on a, on a new bill or a new program or something, we don't get it together and say, wait a minute, is this thing working, not working, what the hell? And I, and I would like to see the same thing for the CPI, because I've done a little work in this, and I went back to 2000 and this is two years ago I did most of it. So it was 2020 before COVID or during COVID. Maybe that's why I had so much time. Um, you try and match these numbers up with 20 years ago in some of the big stuff like houses, like cars, ho- hospitalization, uh, you know, that kind of insurance for companies and taxes. You try and match those numbers up with the CPI number. You're not, you're not even close. So I don't know if you need a, a, every decade reset like the census or what. I mean, are you, are you really going to tell me that, uh, you know, that the price of higher education is up, you know, 50% in 20 years when I know it's tripled? I mean, you can tell me that all you want, but I mean, am I supposed to believe it?
6: There's a, there's a real, a very strong undertow, I think, against giving people the information that, that you really need to kind of plan for the next six months or a year if 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 government officials were you know at all you know fair about this they would be telling people a message completely different from what they're telling them now about boy we don't have any solutions you know but you know here's what you're going to have to consider and this is what we would recommend and here's what we think the timeline for all of this is there isn't any anything like that straight talk instead you got the people with their hair on fire in the, the January 6th commission telling everybody you should be watching this threat to your democracy. That's far more important than anything we're facing on the economic front. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that shows a total bankruptcy in, in among the, the, at least the party officials. They have nothing to sell here. They don't have any messaging that they figured out they can get away with. And they're I, they're in just total denial about it. And they expect people could be in total denial about it too and that makes me really concerned we were far better at this in the 70s when I think everybody heard the dire tone in what we were being told and you you didn't have to look very far to see confirmation of it and it became a national agenda to fix this Um, there isn't anything like that urgency now there isn't any of that honesty anymore and that makes me worried that we're in very different waters from where we were.
4: Well and I we only have a couple of minutes, and I, I, afterward, I want to go into some of the stuffs happening in Chicago here. Wow! Uh, hey, the all this stuff about this January sixth. I mean, it. I don't think there's any question in my mind, Janet, that the you know people went over the top when they did that and all this stuff. But the single-minded devotion. I think they're. How can I say this? You know, I'm the I'm the least violent person outside of maybe you you've ever met. It. People somewhat need to know that at some point when you elect people and they continually basically screw you and tell you they're doing you the right thing, at some point it does become personal. Now, I, it should never reach the point where somebody reaches for a gun. They should they should try and vote your ass out of office. That's, that's our system. But that's getting very, very hard to do. I, I think at some point even the politicians have to realize that if they go way too far, and I'm not saying they're anywhere near that yet, that somehow or another... <laughs> the, the, the trip down the grocery store aisle with five of your constituents isn't going to be a pleasant morning. I'm not saying they're going to start smacking you. They shouldn't. But they should say, what the hell did you, you, you vote on that thing for? I mean, I, I mean it, it's somewhere along the line, isn't that the idea of having a democratic system? Not that you're around right.
6: shooting or punching and, people. And, and but that, the, the only thing you you, that you, you can self stock in is that your elections are fair. And of course, the January 6th episode, whatever else people want to make it into, It was a protest against what people perceived as a rotten election. And, you know, there there have been far more violent protests in the Supreme Court and on the streets of Chicago (laughs) and everything else, at least at memory, that nobody wants to make any kind of comparison to. And we're supposed to be truly frightened of what happened on January 6th. To me, it was was the last proof that we have some kind of a a, way of protesting when you deny everybody the rights that they're entitled to otherwise. Well, John, the, don't be surprised that people are pissed off,
4: because they will be. <laughs> who, who's the sourpuss uh, judge? Did he just die sooner, or he quit? He quit, right? He didn't die. He, he decide, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when they decided, this, it used to be you could only use condemnation law for like a highway or something. So the Supreme Court ruled that you could actually condemn somebody's property and give it to somebody else, which is pretty bizarre in most people's minds, and Somebody, I, I'm not saying you should trespass, but somebody whacked to sign up on his beloved Vermont retreat saying condemn for Walmart or something. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating you go on anybody else's property and do that stuff, but I, I kind of chuckled when I saw <laughs> SP Futures now down out 95, ESI Futures down 365. Be right back, stocks and jacks.
7: 3456 that's 708 349 3456 or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com that's myhomesourcerealty.com
9: Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs traders executives and the everyday business person consider advertising on stocks and jocks With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market, along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.
0: Stocks,
8: jocks,
3: jocks, stocks, and jocks.
5: You are out of control. Right
4: here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. Well, no, Stocks and Jax. I'm come out. Mr. Matt Byrne on the board, Mr. Jan Flanagan. With his SP futures down 92, NASA futures down 352. I don't know if Matt ever saw the movie, but I'm going to say at this point, Jen, um, if we were Claude Rains, we'd say let's round up twice the usual amount of suspects. I I <laughs> stop, <laughs> you. you ever seen a movie, Matt, Casablanca?
1: I st- you know, I, I gotta admit, I still haven't seen the entire thing. There's like five guys that
4: are hanging around down here. Do I have to like have a cookout or something when you guys come on over and watch it, or what? I think so. I think that's the only way. Um... Out of uh, the, the top hundred lines in all movies, aren't like ten of them from Casablanca, Jeff? Oh, yeah. I'm shocked, shocked
6: to find this gambling in my
4: <laughs> I, I think I think, my favorite one is, uh, what's his name, Sidney Greenstreet, when he goes, as the head of all illegal activity in Casablanca, I'm a very respected man. <laughs> was he a senator? <laughs> what, what was he?
6: <laughs> oh, God. What <laughs> 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 is in, in, in case you haven't noticed, that life is very cheap in Casablanca. Yes. <laughs> There's a
4: guy gets shot right in front of him. <laughs>
6: um, Great movie. Well, my, my uncle was in Casablanca when that was being filmed. His destroyer had been torpedoed, and so he spent six months in Casablanca while the the, the, you know, the destroyer was being repaired so it could limp home. But I often think about him when I see that movie, because that's taking place against the backdrop of the a- Allies you know, lurking off the shore.
4: Wow well especially I, you like the part of how bad it must be over there when Sydney Green just walking around with the fly swatter just swatting flies all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there, were, there were flies everywhere just swat flies. <laughs> Anywho, uh, ju- ju- <laughs> ju- just just say it uh the city uh had another interesting weekend um with the the shootings and Jen they're all day long it's, uh, there's there's no what what has happened with they at least used to be. How can I say this? In, in, in only a few neighborhoods, but they're look at the times on this thing. Eighty sixth and Damon, broad daylight, three twenty p.m. Four people. Three thirty p.m. Fifty six hundred. This is on Saturday. Twelve ten p.m. Uh, somebody shot at three twenty. Oh, there's, how many at Damon? We got five shot there. Uh, the one guy, only one guy died. We've got one thirty a.m. Lakeshore Drive, right in front of our museums. Now is that a? is that a plus for tourists you think to be shot in front of a museum
6: yeah you know, that's one of the most beautiful spots in the world to just stroll around whether at one thirty or any other time but it really shows that you're not safe any time during the day anywhere
4: I mean, yeah this that's, is... That's uh, different 30. on sunday uh four oh five p m four fifteen p m six ten p m seven thirty it's broad daylight but if, this is all is there there's no do you see the one where Actually, uh, Greg sent me this thing where some guy was in a a white van with a shotgun or a rifle and shot somebody like last week, they caught the same guy in a white van this week, a carjax, he was and something. The guy's out on a felony, and some, you know, uh, I won't say do-gooder, legal group keeps getting him out, saying he's really not that way. The guy, what are we, up to 31 homicides on people that have been out of jail on a, on a waiting for trial for a felony? I mean, what are we doing?
6: Uh, It's just the idea of electronic monitoring as any kind of a housekeeping method for for anybody with with any kind of a violent history or violent crime in their past. um, I I just think, you know, we're we're asking for trouble. I I, I believe in trying to reform criminals. I believe in giving them a second chance, but I don't believe in being foolish about this either now.
4: Well, one of my uh, actually close friends, he's a softball team forever, was a, uh, <clears throat> paramedic. He, he couldn't wait to get on a Chicago thing. Comes out of there, number one in his class. He's a paramedic. And, uh, man, he's on the job eight months. He goes, I'm going back to the burbs. I can't, I can't stand this. I mean, just the, just the people and, uh, the, the carnage he's seeing and the bullet, bullet wounds and, uh, you know, people getting shot here and there and, and, you know, he, <laughs> he got hurt a couple times because he's, Picking somebody up that weighs like 350 pounds and his, and his partner's, uh, you know, small and doesn't really help or doesn't want to help. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, we, we, what, what are we asking these people to do? I mean, how do you, how do, you do that 12 hours a day and be normal?
6: I Something that isn't really talked about very much and it's, maybe it's been studied at some level, Tom, but the l- level of brutality in, Crime today, compared to, I mean, people have always been brutal, don't get me wrong, I'm not being Pollyanna-ish about it, but um, the, the carelessness with which crimes are committed, that you fire into a crowd of people, you don't care who, if you hit anybody or who you hit, it, it's just, it's about making some kind of a statement of some kind, and you know, there's no putting this in the kind of an equation of the innocent people are going to suffer for generations because of this. That, that kind of, of carelessness and brutality is kind of a new phenomenon in urban crime. It's just a recklessness. Forget the weapons. If, if it weren't guns, they'd be doing it with machetes or pickaxes or something else. And once that happens, all that does is, is also reduce the, the policing that you have to a, a comparable level of brutality. Because if you it to deal effectively with what's out there, it has to somehow descend a lower level than what we expect police to be held to, and the police bear the brunt of when things get out of control, and if there's excessive force exercised no matter on which side to begin with the police are the ones who pay the price for it, and you either end up with a police force that's, that is brutalized in such a way that only the most brutal people can put up with that kind of job or, or that, that they are just not doing anything You know, they, they, they back off of situations. And I think we, we've got that now in Chicago. I think we've got it in all, all the big cities. The, the police, are, are they know how this will play out if they do anything remotely excessive. But when you're dealing with, with such a, a brutalized opponent, how can you come out smelling like a rose? How can you come out smelling like a police department? Well, you you, you wonder become what, part of the same thing you're fighting. Well, you it, wonder it what the uh, what's the
4: society... I mean, where's Dr. Blade when we need him? I mean, I... I mean, as you know, we, we both know people from way left, way right. Some of the people, like way on the left, are absolutely convinced that all this crime is because you know people didn't get enough hot food when they were in third grade. I mean, you know, if, if we just wouldn't have somehow, it's all it's all their fault or my fault or your fault. I mean i i don't I don't buy that at all. I mean, I, mean, I absolutely do don't not. Why? <laughs> I mean, it, there is no question. There's a lot of people that have pretty rough. Childhoods a bad lot in life. Uh, I mean, it's but at some point you make your own decisions, and you know. I mean, I I'm going to say that if you were to probably do a chart, I mean, I'm sure there've been people brutalized worse, but I don't know. Up up to age 20, could anybody have had a worse life than Adolf Hitler? I mean, uh, the guy was ugly. He was abused everywhere. He was on the streets. So they didn't like him in the in the army. They I mean, his parents hated him. I mean, uh, I'm not so sure the dude. they I mean, never did. He ever go to school lunch? I'm thinking, no.
1: <laughs>
4: yet, yet, where somewhere along the line, when you start doing what he was doing, you you just got to squash the bug. I mean, it, it, it's it's you know, I'm I'm really stunned. Society always, John, has been has figured out a way to protect itself, and you keep thinking, even back in the day of the. Uh, uh, you know, the, the crime, you know, the Al Capone days. And, you know, people sort of loved, sort of hated. I mean, the, the the mob gave them booze when they wanted it, and the mob pretty much stayed away from individual people, pretty much. And, uh, and as long as my grandfather told my Italian uncles, you can be friends with these guys, just don't ever take a dime from them, because then you know, can't do that. And they didn't. Right, so they were they, they were speaking terms with you know the heads of the maps, not Capone, but I mean guys that were up the chain. And but there was never any any kind of uh, stuff because there was never any money change hands. They were just you were either out or you were in. But even in those days, the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre shows up, and society just said eh, can't do it, can't can't put up with this, and they squashed those guys for for several years, right?
6: I mean, well, you know, it, it's interesting. But it took only two years to get Capone behind bars yeah. after the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, and so but because now, that but, was the tipping point. People put up with a, with a lot of awful stuff before that, but it was it was very much confined to a slice of the population that the, the average person could avoid pretty easily. And maybe you benefited from it. Maybe you got booze delivered to your house or something, but you, you didn't actually participate in it. And you, you kind of you know. Could, could go about your business and not be s- seduced into their lifestyle but it, it, that signifies that things are now off the rails and it didn't take long to put a stop to it
5: and right now
4: I, I keep thinking I thought maybe the, you know this is what three years ago the kid that got shot in the car on Lakeshore Drive at 1230 had nothing to do with anything I thought maybe that was a you know God, we can't be doing that on our lakefront? what's the matter with us and then maybe when our buddy Tiny's wife got shot on a, on a Ryan a year and a half ago Nobody cares about that now either there, there's, there's there's no low now that we can go to where we say enough these car, cars of people driving around at one thirty in the morning that we're just going to say you know what we 're going to random search everybody if there's a gun in there you're, you're, you're in for whatever if it's not registered. God help you if you start shooting and run because we're just going to keep shooting or there's nobody shooting back I mean, there needs to be something here John. and you know i don 't the thought of me ever doing something violent to somebody i can't. But this is crazy. I mean, innocent people have the right to protect themselves. And, and you know what's going to happen? It's going to get so bad, so bad, that we're going to get a guy who runs for office. It's going to make Trump look like, you know, a, a, a choir boy. He's going to say, you vote for me. Don't even ask me how I'm going to do it, but this city's going to be safe for you walk down the block." And all of a sudden, we're going to be some some dictatorship or something, because people can't stand this. I'm just saying. I hope I'm wrong, boy, but I don't know. You think I am?
6: Not at all. I and mean, people were were furious when Giuliani got elected and reelected mayor in New York. But I don't think you can find anybody today who would say that what he did was essential to, to keeping New York viable and to reversing what had become an out, outrageous trend. And of course, now we're, now we're in a, a, a death spiral again. Um, I don't know if you could get anybody like Giuliani elected to, to any big city today. So I'm
4: going to push but back on uh, that uh, real real hard. Right, that guy wasn't always, in my opinion, a creep. The the, the police chief oh, no, did and, all uh, that.
6: You know, okay. he, he did all the right. To, to New York, you know, under him, worked. I'm it saying, worked. I'm, it, it it made money for people. It was a destination. It was
4: doing great. What I'm saying is the the, the police chief did all that, and when and as soon as he got a little bit of credit, Giuliani couldn't wait to get rid of him. That guy took credit for other people's stuff all the time. that's all he
6: did. Oh, Carrick Bernard Carrick. You well, know, he's yeah. he's an interesting figure too. But, I mean, it was the idea of pushing things like stop-and-frisk laws, which you don't see any big city mayor touching today. No, well, in, in I, no mean, I tell you what. Uh, I
4: mean, you. I don't see how you don't... Let's see. The curfew is 1030, and here's 15 people walking down Straight, State Street uh, in hoodies and, and masks on at, at 130 in the morning. You can't stop them? Really? Really?
6: Yep. you yep, yep. To talk to talks about this
4: and I'm sure you know what's well I mean that's what I mentioned earlier how many people are out on well I mean this is it seems like there's all kinds of assaults on the economy and that's another one because I wonder we got plenty of time here John how does that lead into we, we've seen the city go from rapid transit ease of ease of movement from one place to the other to be being a positive to now it's a big negative nobody wants to be anywhere where people can get easily the, the city is essentially moving to the west side because you can't get there easily
6: correct right that's well and, the, and they're doing things like rebuilding the Jane Burn Interchange to make it impossible to get there by car <laughs> yeah
4: but I'm saying it, why would anybody I mean the whole idea of having the State Street Subway to Dearborn Street Subway to have the, the loop is to have people get to work easily and cheaply and quickly and now we're saying we don't want that because it brings all the wrong element into the place. That's you can't let that happen. Jenny. You can't let that happen.
6: So what, what happens? Well, it's, so we will be encouraged, um, and we've got a whole slate of people in the city council who I, I think are approving of it, and they'd like to see more of it. They'd like to see the city totally decentralized. They think that you know the loop, the business district, the surrounding areas have been you know the, the rich people's playground. Um, they've got a real grudge against it and they'd like to see that whole thing disassembled and share the wealth throughout the city. It sounds idiotic but uh, there are people who really do believe this in the city council. Well if anybody thinks
4: that that the city streets are capable of having 3 million people having to drive to work every day, you're out of your friggin' mind. I mean if you take the rapid transit out of it, I don't see how I I think you got a mess. Just saying. right, so Take us through, Jan. What what if, what is, what is worst case? Let's take two, three buildings, say downtown, that are foreclosed, and just walk us through. Okay, the the, the owner says, "Screw it! I put forty million in their place. This is like one seventy-five. I put forty million in it. It's gone. It's all yours. Kick it to the. Well, I won't say bank because it's not like a bank owns this stuff. There's there's a consortium of people, and and who knows." Black Rock. Well, I'm just just naming names. There's there's investors that own these mortgages. not it's not First National Bank. The Dear departed First National Bank holds the mortgage, or Continental, or somebody. It's a group of people. So okay, it's kicked to them. So now it was worth 200 million. These guys ate their 50. Now they say, all right, you guys got it. There's 150 million dollar loan. knock yourself out. Now the city appears to just keep lobbing the the same uh, tax bill at them even more because they're clueless. Now, what happens, say there's four or five of these places all in the same area, they're all 30% occupied. Walk us through the, the drill. What happens in the next five years?
6: Well, I think it'll, it'll be like what happened in Detroit. Every window in those buildings will eventually be broken, or you'll have squatters, or you'll have fires set, because they'll just be invitations to, to vandals and loiterers. Once, once they don't have any tenants or any businesses in them, and they don't have any owner maintaining them or preserving them against decay um, they fall into ruin and there isn't any way I I see that turning around now given the the climate of of where downtown seems to be headed there doesn't seem to be any reason to consider opening a business or a storefront business or anything else in the loop right now unless you're willing to take a complete loss on it pretty fast so I I think that eventually these are going to be it will be the way Belfast was when I visited it in nineteen seventy-seven, and you had whole corners of it that had been completely burned out, and there were barbed wires separating that from the nice part of town, and you had troops patrolling, you know, the border line, and this went on for you know until just recently. Well, Jim, we're we became no, no, there were like no fly zones, no walk zones. Okay, but mean, we're not—no reason to go there. We're not—we're not there yet. I mean. Let's no, look, no, but this this, this does, it has happened There are, there are yeah. thriving urban centers that have gone down this road let's And, take, you know, Belfast has come back, surprisingly I was pleased to see this when I was there in 2018 I couldn't believe I was in the same, you know, galaxy walking around Let's take the wording. You, you, with The way it looked then, you would have never thought it could come back And I'm sure the people living there then had no idea how this happened Or how, how anybody could let it happen But it's pretty clear that it does happen, so let's take a uh, Board of Trade
4: building, for instance. Of course, years ago, the Board of Trade sold their own building to some guy, which is kind of weird, but uh, they basically snagged the money out of it. Of course, then they bailed on the trading floors and everything. But let's let's say the building's, you know, pick a number, 40% occupied, 45. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably still 60% leased, maybe, but 40% occupied. The annex, I guess, is, you know, falling apart, I mean, which is weird. Uh, but let's just say, for instance... Now, my accounting firm, guys, that do our audits here at PTI and stuff. One of the guys, one of the chief guys, one of a good friend of mine. Now they just now re-upped in the board of trade building and did a. Uh, they've got like a whole floor, maybe in the old building, the, the original building. It got a nice build out and got a decent lease and all that stuff. Now, and I hear like you know Peak Six and a couple other places are coming back and they've actually got a few, but we're we're nowhere near close to get to. The point where they're full because then four twenty five is only forty. They claim they're sixty seven percent rented, but maybe who knows? There's nobody over there. When I go to the club. Um, so what? What are your rights? What if if PTI were to like quadruple? And I say, oh God, we need a floor at the Board of Trade Building. Well, how do I? If if now they're going to give me a good deal, right? Because I mean, clearly they have to, right? So at that deal, I get the feeling they're not going to be able to pay the thing that this. The city sends them. Well, what protections do I get in my five-year lease or six-year lease? It Says if this thing goes south, I can get the bleep out of here. Or I mean, is it nobody can can sign a standard lease without looking around you? I mean, it could. I mean, I hope I'm one of the few people that grabs a floor and I'll and I'll make my way back. I hope we get a floor in this building or two. But well, what if it goes the other way, John? In three years now, it's sour, and the whole the whole area you can't even come down. I mean. What is what do I put in my lease to give me an out? I mean, or, or can is there such a thing? Or people have been recognize this kind of stuff?
6: It's, it's already honest. I think Tommy. The, the lockdown gave landlords and tenants both a, a curveball like nothing they had ever imagined. Where you you were you were banned going into the building, pretty much where you were still expected to pay rent. Of course, you had to make some kind of adjustment for your tenants, but that's the last thing a building wants when you got government-enforced evacuation and lockdown, um, just the fact that that could happen once, I, I really think that you know, what kind of protection can you get in the future signing a long-term lease on a piece of property where the decision of whether you can even be in the building is out of your hands. And there's nothing that the building can do to entice you back in if the city health department says you can't go in there. And I, I just think that was about the worst possible thing to do to show that it could be done and then to get people to abide by it for so long because i I think the uncertainty that creates for anybody trying to plan expansion or contraction um, in rental property i don't know i don't know what kind of protections you can build into it that will make it okay for you in the event of some other draconian lockdown situation that you have absolutely no control over, and then it's going to take you forever to build back your business, forget about the rent for a while, because you don't have any customers, and I, I just, I think, you're, I think if retail businesses, people coming in off the street, and shopping, or transacting business, I think that's, that's kind of going the way of the Oh, job you, you of have, you have to, that might be the strategy here, to get people out of that mode, it's like a cashless society, by taking people's foot power away, don't, don't let them do this kind of stuff, well, how do you have a rental space, devoted to, to that kind of activity when you don't allow that activity. Well, you're saying
4: that, uh, you know, why would the McDonald's come back or on the ground floor or that kind of thing or to or CVS or whatever? They haven't, to be honest with you. They haven't.
6: Right. Well, a stationary store or a pharmacy or, you know, God knows, any kind of a walk-in retail setting. I mean, and the Loop used to have every possible thing, you know, at, at, at street level. Yeah, and certainly, you know, one street had all the sheet music stores for music. Uh, you know, other strips had all the adult bookstores. Everything else, this isn't like that. Isn't going to come back. I don't see any kind of, you know, appetite for having retail space devoted to customers just walking in off the street, certainly not on, on North Michigan Avenue. Well, I don't
4: know if there's it's any place around here you there. can go buy any clothes. There used to be about 10 places.
1: Well, you know, there yeah. is a there is a specialty store that's been around, uh, I'd say, for two or three years now, and I was surprised. It was there before the pandemic. It's right on a, on a, a, a State Street. Is the Crack store. Somehow that managed to survive the entire pandemic. It's still there right now.
4: Well, they're there, but the central camera, they just opened oh. again after being out for a year after they glued the hell out of the place, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, there's a certain vibrancy that if you, if you can't get lunch, you don't want to be there. You know, I mean, there, there, there's a certain critical mass that everybody needs. But what, but if you were doing, you know, say somebody actually did have a law firm and said, you know, I'll take I'll take three floors over in the uh, insurance exchange, the one that just got or whatever, I'll take two floors. It, what? How would you even go about writing that lease? knowing all the stuff that could happen?
6: It would, it would be at least nobody would want to touch. You know. And, and you're right Tom you know a, a friend of mine who was in from Nebraska a month ago for a you know award ceremony here um made a whole week you know a couple days out of it you know to, to do things sightseeing she met a friend and um they wanted to have lunch at the Walnut Room in you know the old space at, at Macy's Macy's formerly Marshall Fields and you know this was something they had done when they were younger and she, she said it was a really nice lunch but there were there were five tables this is at 12 noon yeah. on a weekday. And, you know, it's, if you had any plans, whether you're a tourist or something else, to come down and get a nice lunch or an, an affordable dinner or something, your options now are so scarce that you might as well say, well, I'll just kick this can down the road. I, I can do something else online and forget about making the day out of this because there's nothing to do. It's well, a, a good meal. You think I, they I don't a- want to feel like I'm the only person in town doing this. That's alien to me. The, you know the hustle and bustle of the city. You you felt like you were in the, the middle of a sea of people who were all on your wavelength and enjoying it. And that that is a, is a pleasure tonight, people. Today, John, you, you feel like you're the only one on the street. And why are you here anyway? <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be
4: an economist, but I couldn't begin to tell you the the number. Go back to you know pick it. I won't say. I had some rough times in the '70s downtown when they put that stupid mall down State Street. But if if you went before that or after that, uh, the the put a number on all these buildings being full, the, the the lunches you couldn't you couldn't serve stuff fast enough. All kinds of stores, people running over to the fields on their lunch hour. Carson's, I mean the the vibrancy. I don't I don't I don't even know how you put a number on
6: that. No, and even even the dumpy buildings. Tom, I don't know if you remember the Bay State Building it was kitty corner from the walgreens the state and randolph was in the southwest corner this, this building had been there since like the year after the chicago fire and this had some of the, the dumpiest almost third world businesses in the movie shops you know resale clothing it was it was an awful looking building but it was always almost fully rented and it had businesses that people went downtown you know to patronize and <laughs> i mean i it's just it's the same way there were greasy spoons on every corner and cafeterias and places that were dirt cheap to eat in, I and mean, maybe they weren't the cleanest, but we had a whole strata of the population that were, you know, going to go to those places and kept them in business for generations. I, I think, you know, there's, there's none of that kind of appetite now, and it, 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 there's a, a chill in the air about it, it, it ever coming back. I, I don't know what it would look like if it was well, coming how do, back. How do we it was, get it, it back, thing,
4: how do we get it back after the... uh the ridiculous episode with the the mall. We pretty much pushed people away with that, but it was the office buildings... I remember when I came down here for the C, for the CBOE in the early 80s. Uh, you didn't hang around. The South Loop, because of the exchanges, had vibrancy. North Michigan Avenue, because there were a lot of offices there. Uh, the rest of it was not the best. I mean, were, you wouldn't want to be around down... You weren't going to get shot, but you... If you were, I mean, I remember my first six months when I was on the floor. If you ever decided to walk to the other side of the loop at nine o'clock at night, you were pretty much the only person on the street. It wasn't all that terrific. but then you and you avoided
6: things like the, the, the movie theaters when there were movie theaters yeah. time, But the, the reason there aren't any movie theaters anymore is because they became, you know, dens in of, of iniquity, crime, gang activity, yeah. and everything else. You just avoided them, you know the, the, the kind of movies that were being shown, the kind of people that hung around them. That that whole business just shut down. So there hasn't been a movie theater downtown since the eighties. And, yeah. and, and probably that's a good thing because the way that was headed, that, that was not a good thing for the city. That made the city a. Creepy well, when place. I was a kid, you'd always
4: come down to the movies. It was all the first shows were oh, down here, get, and
6: everything. I go see three movies sometimes yeah. on, on a Saturday. The time it took so you get from one to the other, and then you go home. That was that was my idea of heaven. Well, John,
4: we got a dash. by the way, you since you were on, you got the market the rally. At least we're only down 83 instead of 93. Oh. So you, you, you push the market up. <laughs> my, my, my power just amazing, me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's down 83. Nancy, maybe down 324. We'll be right back with, uh, with Nancy and with Audrey. we got the, the, the dual ladies today. We'll be right back. Stacks and Jacks. I'm sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we have always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a Signature Protected Index Program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. may not be enough to make some money in your investments.
9: Support the Stocks and Jocks team. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, and Chiefs favorite, the Stocks and Jocks Ladies Thong, all available at our online store. Just go to StocksandJocks.com and click the link to order any amount of great Stocks and Jocks merchandise for yourself and any other Stocks and Jocks listener in your life. The prices are affordable and the selection is out of the park. The Stocks and Jocks online store at StocksandJocks.com.
2: and oh,
9: Stocks and,
3: Stocks and jocks. You are out of
9: control.
4: Right here, Right now. Right, here, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stocks and jocks. I'm Tom Almas, Matt Byrne on the board. SP futures down 84. It sounds awful, but we were down 95. But it's still awful, especially after Friday's uh, collapse. NASDAQ down 329. we got the Dow futures down another 514. Uh, just as a review of Friday, add, adding on, uh, Friday Dow was down 880, S&P down 116, that's almost 3%, NASDAQ down 414, which is 3.5%. So, Friday was really ugly and we're following through so far to the downside today. No hint of a bounce, but uh, who knows, it could happen. We're Europe, we got the DAX down 266, uh, that's a full 2%, FTSE down 93, 1.3%, round down 127, 2.1%. So not any worse than we did this an hour ago. So we're kind of steadying, steadying here a little bit everywhere. Nikkei down 863, that's 3%. Shanghai down 29, only 0.9%. Hang Seng, however, whack-whack down 738, 3.4%. South Korea more than 3% down, so everybody's down over there. Uh, bonds uh, up 9 basis points at 3.25. The Bund up 8 basis points, one58 Japan is is even up a little bit to point two eight. I haven't seen that in a long time. Oil uh, down a buck eighty to one eighteen eighty six, Brent down a dollar sixty three, one twenty thirty-eight, natural gas down seven cents eight seventy seven, Arbob down seven cents, four hundred nine. So pretty much everything's down, even gold. Goes down twenty three bucks down eighteen fifty two after a huge rally on Friday. Can't seem to get two days in a row. Silver up down thirty-five cents, twenty-one fifty-eight, copper down a dime. This is the big news though, crypto but. It's down 3,300, but that's not really the, the true number We were 30,000 on Friday or 29 and change And now we're thousand we're down on this number where a lot of places are alleging They have to start puking it out because of um, margin loans I don't know if that's the case But for about $200 billion wiped off the crypto market over the weekend So that that's not good Matt, what do you got for us, Traffic Weather
1: Sports? Yeah, good morning Currently 7.36 a.m. on Monday, June thirteenth, 2022 Let's get you into sports real quick in the MLB yesterday, Cubs lose to Yankees 4-18, White Sox defeated by Rangers 6-8, to uh, and the Diamondbacks beat down Phillies 13-1. In the NBA tonight, Game 5 of Finals, uh, Celtics at Golden State Warriors catch that at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, weather in Chicago, Chicago uh, mostly cloudy, 59 degrees. Uh, heat advisory for today uh, for a high of 92 degrees, on a low of 58. In Phoenix, mostly cloudy, 87 degrees, another excessive heat uh, uh, advisory for them, with a high of 113 degrees and a low of 87 degrees. Now for traffic in Chicago, traffic eastbound to Eisenhower between 25th Street all the way to downtown. Light traffic westbound to Eisenhower between Laramie Avenue and 17th Avenue. Intermittent traffic eastbound to Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and downtown. Traffic westbound to Kennedy between Lawrence Avenue and West Bryn Mawr Avenue. Traffic eastbound the Edens between Tui Avenue and Foster Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between West Garfield Boulevard and the Jane Byrne Interchange. And finally, traffic northbound on the in Stevenson between Route 171 and South Kedzie Avenue. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. Do We have the ladies.
4: Yes, you do. That that sounds like was that which who's that? Is that Audrey or Nancy? It's I. Okay, well, we should have Nancy somewhere. Um, Did she call in as well?
1: We are still trying. I'm sure to am sure did. did she you did. guys lose her? No, we'll have, to, we'll have to. Do you got her number, uh, man? I do, indeed. We're trying to call her, but right. it keeps going to uh, dead uh, dead line. All
4: right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll find her because she just called me. one Want uh, just wanted to know what line she should call in. I said use the eight hundred number. So, Ed, how are you?
3: You guys have problems with Uh,
4: no, we're, I don't think so. She, but I think I think the eight hundred number works and, and jumps. Um, if not, we've got- Do you think it's, uh, uh, do you think it's, uh, operator error at your end? Well, no, I think, uh, the, on, <laughs> on Thursday, Lou criticized AT&T. And ever since then, they've, they must have been listening. Just saying. Oh, well, we hope. So we we're hoping that you're gonna give us a complete report on the, the Irish game that you were watching with me yesterday.
3: That I fell asleep truth. I It was a great game. I was, as I recall, I was I was busy working. As I recall,
4: yes, you were. I was on
3: my laptop dealing with my clients.
4: Okay, so we've got the market uh, and the crap out two days in a row. We've got Bitcoin going, you know, on its way to somewhere. Uh How does this this week? It's not going to affect you. It might affect Nancy. Um, what's it, what's happening here, Rod? Is it is is, is real stuff? Well, yes, it affects Nancy
3: actually, and it affects me, and the, you know, we're all. In the same business, uh, well, I think it, right now people are still looking, the market is still busy here, uh, but with the difference that I noticed, I actually, uh, back in, uh, May, I did call this, uh, the top on one of our local radio stations here during a program that the feeding funds was over and it's still going to be a strong market, but it's not going to be like it was earlier in the year. First of all, you've got your interest rates that are now in the, in the mid-fives, a half, six, depending on people's credit score. And we say what's happening is that people now are thinking if they don't have to sell, and they're thinking about moving up, but they've got a 3% mortgage, why do they want to move and incur a 5.5%? So some people who were thinking about moving have decided to stay with based the shortage of, Homes for sale in the market. There are still more sellers. Nance, we have you.
8: Yes, I'm here. Finally.
5: Good,
4: good. Uh, so we we managed to get this together, even though Lou was criticizing AT and T, and I think they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to mess with us. Since then, uh, I was just asking Nod about <laughs> how the the increase in uh, uh, interest rates has affected. Nod was just saying that she she called the top. She was the the Elaine Giesarelli of the uh, of the of the market of the real estate market.
3: Remember her, on
8: yes, I do believe it. I works. remember her. Yeah, I do
3: believe it worked. Uh, actually, Nancy and I were doing another radio show together, and uh, I had said that that was the top of of the market, and it was things were going to change. And uh, here we are. What's, yeah. What stuff is still so, Nance, What
5: uh,
3: what
4: is the interest rate? Are, are, you, are you guys are pushing six? Yes.
8: Wow, I mean, they can be, they can be. It's a sandwich now. I mean, it's their credit score. It's what you're buying. It's how much they are putting down. Is it five percent, ten percent? I mean, all of that affects the rate you're getting. Well,
6: then investment you're up to
8: and investment and second homes are off the charts. They're well in the system.
4: Well, the, the ten year as of this morning, because we moved up again, is three point two six. Isn't that to, isn't that a pretty big spread? between is that is that spread wide it's almost 3% between the mortgage and the 10 year
8: well I I agree with you but I don't set the rate
4: no but I'm but saying is that that is what is it normally like one and three quarters or something the difference ten- it,
8: it, it hasn't been that high because because the um, you know it's been so low for so long and so suppressed so um, I have you know there is there has I mean obviously it's much greater than we think I I don't understand where they're getting it from but um, you know somehow or other they may be figuring in losses who
4: knows maybe so if one gets a, a, a hot buyer and he or she is looking around or he and she are looking around uh, and they want you to lock in a rate how long can you lock something in for them now and what is it? How, I mean, is it a can't be a couple of months. I mean, what's, how does that all work in these days?
8: Um, I believe if you're willing to put, like, a half a percent down or 1% down, they'll hold the rate up to a year. Let's say you were going to build or you didn't know. Really? But, um, yeah, but it, that's a, there's no real reason to do that. You're much better off if you just find the property and then we do it at time and give you the third, you know, whatever the 30-day rate is at that time. Okay. Because... To just go out and put that kind of money up and not know what you're going to find is really more the problem than anything, I think. Well,
4: but it would so have there's been...
8: No, it's, we're not back in the day where you could, you know, hold a rate for... I mean, I can hold a rate for for 60 or 90 days, but it just all adds to the price.
4: All right, well, that's... Uh, what we,
8: so that... You don't want that either. You know, I mean? everybody wants the cheapest they can find.
4: I just get this odd feeling here. The last thing I want to do is be caught, like, long two houses here. Where I buy one and don't worry, I could sell mine. And all of a sudden, the thing thing falls apart.
3: Well, if that. If your house is still nice, it's still it's still selling. There's still a shortage of homes for sale. Okay. There are still multiple offers. There's still people going for them. People, <coughs> they feel a sense of urgency. They want they want to be in their house uh, before things get any higher tighter in the market. You know, they want to get settled.
4: Well, uh, it's hard for hard for us to tell because you guys are, well, we're all sort of in the same Chicago area, but it, your area never, never really went crazy to the upside, so it's never really went way down, and it's it's still active like at these prices. One of the guys I do business with down here is living in Carolina. He said it was just like you described, though. Right? You and Nance, how, you know, up, 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 multiple bids, and all of a sudden one day somebodys didn't sell at the price he put up there and he lowered it like 25 grand and like eight other ones are on the market all started lowering theirs and now they're all just lowering everything in, in, in his area now, we're, we're not even close to that here are we
3: no I have not seen that it's only if a house is uh, it's, same thing as tracking the same mental thing if it's if it's pretty if it's move ready if it's updated you're gonna have multiple offers if it's dated, uh, and a lot of work that people don't want to do now. Then the odds are you're going to sit on the market till you lower the price accordingly.
4: Okay. It's um, yeah, so, how uh, the people that who, where does the money f- from the mortgages come from? I mean, it's I mean, obviously when when, when we were when I was a youth, you, you ladies aren't as young, aren't as old. You went to the savings and loan. And it's obvious the the mortgages came from the people who put their money in the savings accounts. I mean, 85% of the mortgages were, or loans had to be mortgages. Now, but well, now there aren't any savings and loans. At least there are. They don't do any of that stuff anymore. They're the same thing. Where does this, all of a sudden, we're paying 6%, somebody's paying 6% in the mortgages, but your savings at the bank is still half a percent or 1% at best. I mean, where does, is this money just from investors that, that go out and buy these mortgages up? Or is it the government? Where does it come from?
8: It's coming from the government. They're, they're owned by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. FHA, which is Federal Housing Authority, and then the Veterans Administration. And then there are Wall Street loans. I mean, Wall Street does buy them, but Wall Street does more loans like bank statement loans, um, that type of thing, you know, where you're not really doing the in-depth that you would have to do for one of the other four agencies.
4: So, so, so they're the
8: ones that are buying them, and that's the ones who setting the rates.
4: So if I wanted to invest in mortgages, I essentially got to buy a Ten-year Treasury, so well, or something. you can buy
8: you can buy the Wall Street Reads, or you could buy um, stock in Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Well, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are still traded publicly, I believe.
4: Yeah, I know, but the stock's not worth anything. People people keep see, keep thinking it's going to be, but I don't know about yeah. that one. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know about that one. It's like uh, it's like buying buying World Series th- tickets for the Cubs. I don't you know well,
8: think I think there's a big lawsuit against them from the employees of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, who they were always compensated with shares of stock, and now, um, you know, they're worthless.
4: And, and the weird part, I part is... I believe that
8: those past employees are suing.
4: The government's made way more money since they've owned Fannie and Freddie than they ever would have lost or lost on them during the 2008 crisis, and they still own sort of shareholders of bone.
5: I,
8: I I understand what you're saying, and I believe it's true, and it, and they were supposed to turn those agencies back over to be free then, and they haven't done it because they're making so much money, so that's really who sets the rates.
4: Well, the most bizarre I mean, thing is they do it,
8: send it off they do do it off the 10 year treasury, but they're not following that right now in my opinion but.
4: well, to swing off topic for a second, and one thing that's kind of unusual and probably a good idea this country we don't we don't allow banks to use stock in other companies as good capital, uh, but in other countries they do. So so if a, if a Deutsche Bank has uh uh stock in Mercedes-Benz, that's considered good capital. We're here, you can't do that. The, ol- the only stock, I think, that a bank could use for good capital back in the day was Fannie and Freddie Preferred, and then they screwed the banks out of that, too. They did? It? Yeah, I don't think they did. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, it's one of most It's one of the most sordid deals ever. Is how the government essentially screwed their own place to, to take correct. it over. It's anyway long, long. So what do you what? Uh, when the houses get to, I don't think you guys are seeing it exactly, but the mean housing price supposedly is four hundred thousand in California. Where do you get to like six? I mean, we're we're talking. Yeah, I
3: think so. Six or seven.
4: Six or seven. Yeah. What? Obviously. Most of the people you guys run into are having trouble affording the meet, the, the median house. I mean, is that, are we, are we reaching problem stages there or what?
8: I don't know. What,
3: well, I, what I see is, I think it's almost like the average starter home now is about 250 in, in the area. So you're looking at a starter home for $250. you are probably not looking at a nicer home until you're starting hitting 350 or 4
4: is anybody building any newer? Just the price of new ones, the, the the material cost of new ones is too high. Well, let me ask you this:
3: you guys are very high. It's very high, and there's you know people are builders are having a tough time finding tradespeople uh, to work on them. So besides your lumber and back up with everything else, it's people who build the homes. Well, let me let
4: uh, me ask this question: cause You guys know this stuff. They don't. The answer: You become kind of a general contractor sort of grow on top of everything else. Um, if Describe the, the the starter house. What are we like talking? Three bedrooms, bath and a half. I mean, what are we? We just a quick description. Which one do you, guys, Nancy? Want to say what would you What would you say the starter house is?
8: Uh, it I, definitely, um, boy, in Chicago, it could just be two bedrooms and a bath
4: time Okay, uh, but I'm saying. Yeah. Well, but I guess my question is, if you gave me the well, I guess you could give me, I have to buy the piece of property. Can I, can I, can I build the starter house for 250
3: No,
4: absolutely not. Yeah. That, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. So how, how are you going to get more houses? I mean, if I were to, if I were to bring the, take, open up a new subdivision, what's the minimum I, I'm going to have to sell this stuff at at today's prices? I can't be doing anything at 250 I
3: don't yeah, think. No, you can't. And how, people are looking at new houses. Secondary, the secondary market is just so popular because the brand new homes that you're getting are a lot, in many cases, half the size of what you could buy, um, a, a, an older home for. I mean, you I'm looking at homes over here that are down the road in Orland Park here that are 13, 1500 square feet and you're looking at 450 or 5, which is Considered small out here. I mean, instead of getting your eighteen hundred to twenty eight hundred square foot home. Wow.
4: Well, so, so we can't really hope for uh, new new property to, to, that's going to going
3: to help this. Well, there's no property. And there's nothing in you know. That everybody wants to be in the area, and there's not a lot of vacant property. It's very uh, hit or miss now. There's an in building, but. You're not seeing a lot of big subdivisions uh, being here because they're be as many
4: land. Wow. So what do you what do you uh, is, is your business losing people, Nance? The uh, Yes.
8: What? Mm-hmm. It is.
4: What the, I mean yeah. when was the last time you did a a second? Uh
8: pardon.
4: Well how often are you doing seconds now or are they price people uh, up? We're not
8: doing seconds at all. Those that's strictly for the bank. So um They're busy because of that, because they're underwriting seconds. But um, you're not... I should stop saying... um, They're definitely... The banks are definitely busy because of the seconds, and it would be hard not to recommend someone who needs cash to do a second, unless you're going to... If you need twenty more than, I would say, 20000 then you definitely need to just refinance and get it over with, because I have found that most people... Once their debt on seconds get up over between fifteen and twenty, they do not pay it off. Really? Yeah, they never pay it off, and they wind up refinancing later anyway. So um, that's a hard that's a hard decision for people to make.
4: Uh, some of the people down here that I, I meet from time to time are saying that everybody wants to go get a an adjustable now. I boy, why they, they seem to think it's going back? To why play. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean the young people never saw it this high before, so. I mean, they think it's going back down. I don't know. What do you guys think?
8: Adjustable?
3: Oh, no. It should have failed.
4: Go ahead, Nance.
8: Well, the adjustables are coming back. I mean, we're gearing up for adjustables.
4: What's the, uh, I don't,
8: I'm not saying I I agree with it, but the average uh, mortgage, I think, is only held about three and a half years. So if you think about that, if you did a five or seven year, you're more than, you know, covered. (laughs)
4: All right, so if I if you tell me I want to buy, I want to buy a house today, and you say I'm at let's say I'm at six on a regular, what a, what do I do to get an adjustable?
8: It's hard hard to say because they're they're basing it on some new formula. You know, the LIBOR has gone away. Yep. So I'm I don't have any history to go to on this what they're doing. I but, don't understand myself how it's going to adjust. I still need to get more training on that.
4: Well, I think we're back it to... It doesn't uh, make
8: any sense right
4: now. <laughs> I, I think we're back to the federal funds rate or something like that or something here. Of course, how many people in an adjustable even knew what LIBOR was? Why, why? How did we ever get to the, the London Interbank rate on an adjustable mortgage in Chicago? Well,
8: it was one of the... I don't know. I remember when I
3: remember they made the switch. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, in Europe, they don't have fixed rate
8: mortgages.
4: They're all adjustable. So
8: the LI- LIBOR is a huge system.
4: Yeah, except now there is no more LIBOR because everybody was cheating on the LIBOR. I don't know what they call it, but the the old the old LIBOR is dead. It has been for about two years. But there's some other interbank rate they use because what they find the guys were cheating on the interbank rate at night or something. There's some story on yeah. that of the London banks. So I mean, I, can I get into can I get into an adjustable? where I'm playing today still three and a half or my I my higher than that
8: I think you're probably a little bit higher than it. All right. It's depending on, you know, if it's a five-year, you're higher. Maybe a one-year, no, but...
4: Okay, so uh, it depends on how often it's adjusted?
8: Right. And LIBORs were adjusting down for a long time. If you had a LIBOR, it was not a bad deal at all.
4: One of uh, Audrey and my friends, I don't know if you ever met him, it's, uh, uh, he used to be on the show with us. He ended up... and he—he he, How long did he buy his place? I it was, was it 15 years ago or something. I think he started out maybe a little longer, he started out with an adjustable, and he never looked back. You know, the, the, up until recently, he's never had an uptick. it's going to jump a little down all the time he had it.
8: That's correct. Blibores were, at one time, like, when they adjusted, they were 1.75, 1.23. I mean, it was great.
4: Yeah, he was under two been, for a long they time. actually
8: took them We're so happy. It was unbelievable.
4: Well, as they say, timing is everything, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm not so sure the, the adjustable now is going the right way, but uh, um, you don't you don't see any, uh, I hope you don't, it seems to me from the gross numbers nationwide that uh, we might have a problem with housing just like we are with the market in Bitcoin, but I don't really see it in your area. I honestly don't, or in this area. Maybe, I don't think we ever got so crazy, but some areas, boy, they're high. The uh, Carl Denninger was on on Friday, and he said that, like a, a shack in in Wyoming is half a million dollars. He doesn't know how these people like work in a regular store. Well, they got they get all the, you know, the ski traffic, there's a million... Well, so it's
3: people. the same thing that happened to all the people who live close to a ski resort. They just got priced out of the area where the employees are driving an hour to get to work for a minimum wage job.
4: Basically. So, Nancy, I have a question for you. Carl's, yes, sir. Carl's family, uh, they were out there, he ran a half marathon and they did a bunch of hiking and stuff. So he goes... All, all our stuff was dirty, right? So they, they head into a coin laundromat. And he says, well, we're the only... We're the only Caucasians in the place. Because there was no problem. It was a real nice place. Clean. Everybody's nice. And he goes, guess how much for a load of laundry? Standard load.
8: $2?
4: And I'll say, Audrey was, $2, Audrey was $2 too. You guys got to... You got to get it up a notch. 6 50. I go... Where was this? This is in Jackson, Wyoming. I go... Carl, how do you put enough quarters? <laughs> the thing won't hold 650 in quarters. He goes, Chief, you you got to get it. The the, the the coin machine, the washing machine takes a credit card. What in your lifetime would you ever think <laughs> that a, a washing machine would take a credit card? This is Never. this is the modern world, Dan. We 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 got we got to get up with this. We got to get, got to get in tune with this, or something.
8: My goodness. That means we got to fly to Jackson, Wyoming to do our laundry, just to see what
4: this is like? Well, it's beautiful out there. If you've never been there, it's gorgeous. Uh, well, you're, you're only... Well, you're right by... Uh, you're five miles from the Grand Tetons, and you go through the Grand Tetons, you're in Yellowstone. But in the, that's, that area, odd and I... We, you, you went with me skiing out there, did you? Or didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we went. In a, but it's... Uh, in, in the wintertime, the answer is, you see all these gas stations and stuff that are, like, abandoned... In the summertime, in three months, a million people come through Jackson. So let's just say the prices go up in the summertime. But now it's become this, this, this bastion of real rich people. Uh, that's where they have the Jackson Hole Conference and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I mean, and the places are incredible that people have built out there. So let's just say that, uh, there, there's some cash out there. And like the people working, work, like you say, at the Albertsons probably have to drive a hundred miles. But then again, what, what's a hundred miles from Jackson? Nowhere. I mean, there's nothing around it. Yep. It's, it's, you d- you drive from I-80 up to Jackson. I mean, you're talking, uh, you know, a couple hundred miles of, of, uh, of, uh, you know, a- little jackrabbits and, and tumbleweeds. There's like nothing there. Anyway, guys, thank you very much. As usual, good stuff. Hope to see you this weekend, Nance. Missed you this weekend. Um, well, everybody have a good week. Do some mortgages, sell some you houses. Too s futures down 94. We're going back down again here. Ouch. NASDAQ futures down 346. This is ugly. Back tomorrow, Stocks and Jocks.
9: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at ptiprodirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HomseyAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Have a few drinks and, you know, drive home.